This podcast is brought to you by the Voinovich School of Leadership and Public Affairs at Ohio University. Hi, everyone. I'm Bev Jones, and this is Jazzed About Work, where we talk about everything that can have an impact on your career. Today, we're chatting with Ryan Lytle, who works at the heart of the big business of social media. He's the digital audience lead for Scripps Networks Interactive, where he oversees digital audience efforts, social strategy, and partnerships for a TV portfolio that includes the Food Network, HGTV, and the Travel Channel. We'll be talking about how his career has been on a fast track for such a young man, and how he continues to keep his career moving and fresh. First, I want to go back a bit. Sure. Because you had a slow start in the beginning, and then you had some pretty extraordinary internships. Yeah. You very modestly said, well, you know, you knew some people at Ohio University, but but I know how competitive it is to get one of those internships at the Washington Post or at the Today Show. What was it that you did in those short years after you launched yourself into journalism, what was it that did that set you apart from the other people who were seeking help from the Ohio University alum to, to get these plum internships? When I was at the, the Cincinnati Enquirer, you know, I was I was kind of had the opportunity to to shoot video and write and write stories and and um, take photos. So I was doing kind of this whole backpack journal, journalist type of type of thing there which opened the door at the Washington Post because I had all these different skills or at least um, some working knowledge of all these different skills. So I had a good portfolio going into it. Um, But it it truly was because I was persistent about staying in front of, um, you know, important people. Um, You know, there are so many talented journalists, there are so many talented media professionals. um, But the thing that really does separate a lot of us is – our willingness to, to put ourselves in front of other people. Um, and so that, that really helped, um, kind of pave the way there. And that's also, you know, use kind of the same type of, um, you know, movement when it came to the today show. Um, you know, I became very friendly with, um, one of the, the Ohio university, um, staffers who worked closely with the today show on the, the internship program. And, you know, I, I bugged her probably once a week, um, just, you know, saying hi, dropping by the office. And, you know, when the opportunity came up, you know, I threw my name in and, and just because there was name recognition there, I think it, I think it, it did bring me up a little bit higher in terms of, uh, that, op- those opportunities. So for people who are thinking about how can they launch their career in such a fast way, it sounds like there, are, uh, a few really important lessons. One is you were not shy about networking and you, um, didn't give up. You came back again and again, and and you must have done it pretty gracefully because people didn't get annoyed. At, but at the same time, you really were building your skill set. You were trying to learn what's the latest and doing it. And then yeah. it sounds like you had some mentoring along the way. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, it, you know, I and I, I wouldn't say I am. Uh, and a complete extrovert by any means. I mean, there's, there's nothing that is, 
at times more uncomfortable than, than going into a conference and, you know, not knowing anyone. Um, but I, I, I've always kind of taken advantage of, you know, my, when, when the group is smaller, if it's, if it's, you know, one-on-one or if it's just a couple of us and, you know, there's an easy introduction, um, you know, I've, I've always felt comfortable in those types of environments and experiences. And, um, you know, really, really, I think the, the thing that has, was, was the most advantageous for me was, you know, I, I was mostly interested in, in meeting these people because I wanted to understand how they got to where they were and, and the things that they were doing. I, at, at that point, I wasn't, you know, looking for a job. I wasn't um, trying to land an internship. I was more interested in just who these people were. And I mean, honestly, kind of like what made them tick and what made them successful. Um, that that's always been something that's, um, been of huge interest to me. Um, not only in media, I mean, I'm just people who are able to rise to the top. That's always something that is very interesting to me. And I, I like to, you know, learn from these people and, you know, surround myself with these people. Um, but when the time did come where there, there may have been an opportunity and a specific person could potentially help, um, it made it less awkward to be able to, to ask for a favor because there was already a relationship there. You, I think, have just described um, some secrets of networking. A lot of people, when they're trying to put themselves out there, feel like they have to get in front of somebody and talk about themselves. And it's, it's not about that. It's really about listening and learning yeah. from. And that's how you forge those connections. So they were in place when you finally did have to ask for something. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and it's 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 human nature for for all of us. I mean, uh, I love it when people reach out and, and ask me about the work that I do, and you know, I'm I'm proud of the things that I've I've been able to to do thus far. Um, I, I you know I've I've been able to do some really interesting things, and I, I like sharing those with other people. And it, it, that's how most people are, especially in media. I mean, everybody uh, in some ways likes to talk about the things that they do. We we get in this field because we're you know, we're, we're interested in, uh, maybe a certain part of the field. Um, but we want to have, um, you know, not an ordinary lifestyle. And, you know, part of that is, is having the opportunity to talk about that. And, you know, I, I, I love when people reach out and, and we're able to talk about, you know, the industry, um, you know, the, the future of it, the future of technology and how that's impacting it. Um, and, you know, when I was reaching out when I was, when I was younger, when I was still in school, you know, I, I found that, you know, there was, I mean, essentially no one too big, um, who didn't, you know, enjoy that, um, who, who, yeah. who wouldn't take a few minutes out of, out of their day, um, to, to connect with someone else, you know, and that has been something that that's, that can work for anyone. Um, and, and, and it's been something that's, you know, fortunately has worked, worked out well for me in, in, in that area. Well, let's take a few minutes now and hear about what you're, you're doing now. You're the lead of the Scripps Network's digital audience. What does that mean? What do you do? Yeah, so um, Scripps, Scripps Network's Interactive, for, for those who, who don't know, um, is, it's the parent company for, um, and I'm going to try and remember these by, by memory because there's actually a lot of them. Um, it's a parent company for Food Network, for HGTV, Travel Channel, DIY Network, Cooking Channel, Great American Country, Food.com, uh, TVN, which is uh, a European uh, media company, 
Fine Living and uh, Asian Food Channel. Um, and if anyone's listening and I missed one, I apologize. Um, so I work on the, the digital side of, of the company. Um, you know, we, we have a very successful uh, TV business um, and, you know, a, a really thriving and growing digital business as well. And so I oversee um, digital strategy and partnerships when it when it comes to um, Scripps's off-platform efforts. And, and by off-platform, I mean, you know, our relationships with with Facebook or with Snapchat, with Pinterest, with with Apple, uh, with Twitter, um, and then you know emerging platforms and in the messaging space. Um, and a lot of my work is really determining how we can better optimize our efforts on these platforms. Um, you know whether that's um, you know new video series, um, new partnerships with other media entities. Um, you know. Are we, are we doing enough there? Are we doing too little? And really just evaluating our, our overall priorities. You know, are we taking advantage of the opportunities in front of us, uh, scale-wise, audience-wise, performance-wise? Um, so it's really an, an opportunity uh, for me, and, and, and this is what I really love about you know, this job, is you know, I'm able to take a 30,000-foot a, a look at the work that we're doing um, and really determine where we are and, and where we need to be um, now uh, and then in the future, both near and, and distant. Um, so it's, it's been really, uh, interesting work that, you know, um, you know, each, each job I've had leading up to this has really helped inform me. Um, but I'm, I'm also learning a ton in the process, which is, um, something that really appealed to me about coming to, to Scripps Networks. It's, uh, you know, I, I had never worked for a company that, that had a, a TV business. Um, I mean, I interned at the Today Show, but, you know, I never had worked professionally um, uh, for a company where I, I, I also, you know, have to, to understand the, the TV side of the business. Um, you know, I had never worked in lifestyle media. And, and that, that has been something that's um, been a refreshing change kind of after about six or seven years kind of working in the news cycle. Um, and, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a different mentality. It's a, it's a different pace. Um, but it's, it's been absolutely amazing in the, the year that I've been here to see the amount of growth that we've, we've had on, on the digital side of our, of our business. So your job is to use all kinds of media to spread the word about these great television lifestyle programs, some of which I love, by the way. Good. Where do you see as the, the kind of cutting edge of your outreach efforts? Where uh, It's not Twitter anymore as the cutting edge. Where are you putting your energy these days? Well, I, you know, it's, media is, is, is cyclical. Like, uh, you know, when when I was when I was interning in 2008, uh, video was the the biggest thing in 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 media, especially on the digital side, and and so every organization was investing in in more video, uh, and more producers, and more editors, um, you know, buying expensive editing software, um, and then you know, it became too expensive. And then you kind of saw this drop in video. And and now with the rise of, of platforms like Facebook and like Snapchat, um, where video is front and center now, um, you see this huge rise again of, of video. And it's, it, it's continuing to rise. And I mean, you've kind of seen this over the past five or six years. Um, 
and, and now it's really about, um, I think really the, the cutting edge areas are, are the formats in video. Um, you know, we're, we're now cutting video, um, for, uh, a number of different platforms. You know, you have your, your 16 by nine for, for YouTube and that's still a, a huge premium offering for us. You have Facebook where, you know, you're scaling between uh, a one by one or a square video, which most a lot of users see as 16 by nine, a horizontal or even a vertical um, to fill the entire uh, phone screen. Um, Snapchat, obviously, everything is vertical. And so there are a number of different um, formats there for for storytelling. Um, so, you know, I think video is going to continue to rise. And also, you know, there is. A, a ton of money in, in creating good video on these platforms. Um, so I think that's, that's a huge area. Um, <clears throat> and I think, you know, Snapchat has really kind of driven more into, um, you know, premium shows and, and some of those things, which I think are, are going to be an area that a lot of brands and publishers are going to be, um, looking more closely in and, and trying to figure out how to be a part of that. Um, you know, I, I, Twitter is still, you know, a, a very powerful, um, I mean, obviously a, a, a huge, uh, distributor for, for messaging in general, as, as we've, as we've seen just in the, the political world over the, the past two years. Um, but video is also a, a big place there. I think live is live video is, is a huge opportunity for a lot of the platforms, um, so I think those are a lot of the, the interesting areas. And then I think, you know, some of the home products, I mean, Amazon echo, um, Apple has just announced HomePod. you have Google home. Um, and a lot of, you know, brands and publishers are looking for, for ways to take advantage of, of those tools of delivering news or information or content, um, to these systems. And, you know, uh, on the, on the script side, our, our food network, um, team, our product team, uh, has actually created, um, an actual, uh, experience for the Amazon echo, which has, um, been really interesting to, to watch that team kind of work on that and, and figure out how that integrates into, you know, users lives. Do you miss being part of the journalism side, the news side? Oh, it depends on the day you ask me. Um, I think, uh, you know, I, I have really appreciated um, the past year, uh, you know, where I am not frantically waking up to check my phone um, for a breaking news alert or, you know, waking up to a call or a Slack message. Um, I, I, I don't always miss that. There are times, you know, uh, you know, the Comey um, – the Comey event yesterday, uh, in the Senate, Senate intelligence, uh, committee, I, I missed being a part of that. Um, and just being in a newsroom when something like that is, is, is happening. Um, I missed that excitement. Um, but you know, I also feel like at this point, um, Work-life balance was was a really important thing for me if I was going to to leave Mashable and, and go somewhere else because I absolutely loved my experience at, at Mashable and you know I, I wanted something where you know I didn't have to wake up every weekend morning and you know jump online and and check work and and, and do that and you know Scripps has has been amazing for that you know I have a I have a, a lifestyle that 
that I that I absolutely love right now. Um, and and I like being able to to get up on the weekends and, and not feel like the first thing I need to do is is check my my work email um, or check uh, all of my Slack inboxes. So that that has been that has been nice. But uh, I'd be lying to say if I, I didn't miss it at times. We'll be back with Bev after this brief message. Are you ready to make a difference in the world? The Voinovich School of Leadership and Public Affairs at Ohio University can give you the skills to do just that. The school offers a multidisciplinary approach where public policy, environmental studies, and entrepreneurship come together to educate tomorrow's leaders. Learn more about the Masters in Public Administration or Environmental Studies by visiting ohio.edu backslash Voinovich School. One of the things I think that has fueled your success, um, as I've watched it from a considerable distance, is, is your enthusiasm and your optimism. You're you're a very upbeat guy, which is one of the reasons why I think uh, your networking has been so successful, because people like being around enthusiastic people. But one of the things it takes to maintain that enthusiasm is some kind of balance in your life. Do you find that's the case? Do you find that you're um, uh, with a kind of finding a new balance, you're, you're able to be more upbeat and you bring that to work and it changes how you approach things? Yeah, I would, I would absolutely agree with that. I mean, I, uh, you know, I, I always had a, you know, when I was at Mashable and, and again, I, I loved every second that I was there. It was, uh, you know, being a part of a company as it was growing, um, you know, being there somewhat early on and, and being a part of this meteoric growth uh, for the company was exciting, uh, exhilarating, uh, you know, made me borderline obsessive with it, um, to make sure that, you know, all the things I needed to get done would get done. Um, and I, I, I felt like, you know, I really defined myself based on the work that I was doing there. And, you know, it almost became kind of like a, a label for, for my life in general. Um, you know, that was, it was, that was my life, you know, it was, it was sometimes hard to, separate, you know, work from, from non-work, um, because there were, there were always things to do and I, I, I wanted to do them and get them done. Um, but it's been nice, you know, when I, when I moved to, to scripts, I, the first three months were, you know, a breath of fresh air where it was kind of like this, uh, cleanse almost where it was, it was nice to be able to kind of pick your head up from, from kind of the, the ground level and, and kind of clear the cobwebs and, and really think about, um, you know, uh, a life in general, um, and being able to separate the work piece of that from the, the real life piece of that. And I think that truly has, has helped me. I think number one, it, it, it has kind of, um, you know, made me even more optimistic, um, about, you know, the, the media industry in general and, 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 you know, thinking about the long-term prospects in it for myself. Um, and I, I think that that's been really helpful and it's, I think it's brought some really good things into the work that I get to do now. Um, because I, I'm able to, you know, 
take the foot off the pedal a little bit and, and think about, again, things on a, on a long-term basis uh, and work and think about the things that we need to be doing um, six months to a year down the road as opposed to really thinking about each individual day and, and what do I need to get done today and these things need to get done before I can think about some of these other longer-term plans. Um, and, you know, really being able to separate work from from uh, life in general has, has been uh, a, a, an absolute uh, pleasure for me. It sounds like you're in a good place. Well, I have just one final question here. The industry, and however we define whether it's digital media or digital journalism or the whole ball there of wax of change, um, it's it's really changing quickly. For for p- people today who are looking to get into the field, whether they're looking um, at becoming. Um, digital journalists for the first time, or maybe they're reinventing themselves from other fields, where do you see the opportunities and what's a good starting place, would you say? No, it's a good question. I've, and I've thought about this a lot. Um, you know, when I, when I first graduated in, in 2010, um, you know, in, in journalism and the media in general, I mean, the big focus was on becoming kind of a, a jack of all trades. Um, uh, in, in the journalism field, it was called like the backpack journalist, you know, being able to uh, write a story or cover a story in, you know, what felt like five different ways, um, being able to write something up, be able to take photos, being able to, you know, shoot and cut video, maybe getting some, some audio, um, and kind of putting that together in a, in a multimedia package or delivering it however it needs to be done. Um, and I, and I think, you know, there, there are certainly benefits into having many different skills. I mean, you're always going to be able to kind of open a door if you have working knowledge in, in a variety of areas. Um, but I, but I think there's also, you know, the idea of, um, you know, sometimes spreading yourself too thin. Um, and, you know, I, whenever, you know, we're, we're looking for new talent at Scripps or when we were looking for, for new talent at Mashable, there was always, you know, specific things that we wanted someone to have, um, you know, really strong, um, you know, background in, you know, whether that was, um, you know, a specific program in, in video production, maybe that was someone who, you know, was, was, uh, was a, like a wizard at, um, Final Cut or Avid or After Effects. Um, on the, on the social side, you know, it, it, it's not enough now to just, you know, say that, you know, you have a working understanding of, of, Facebook or Snapchat or Twitter. Um, I mean, you have to really have a better understanding of, um, paid marketing. You have to, you have to know how to, um, you know, pull analytics and and create spreadsheets and, um, you know, think, think more deeply on the, the metric side, maybe having a background in, in, Omniture or Adobe Social or, or one of those kinds of tools that that allows you to not only you know create a plan for uh, distributing content but a plan for being able to to learn from that and, and modify as you go forward. Um, I think those are those are all important pieces. Um, really having something that you can kind of master is um, you know in, incredibly valuable today. Um, 
And, you know, I, I feel like specifically, like there's, there's a few key areas that there's a huge need for, for young digital talent. And I, I, I think, you know, number one, that's, that's video. It's, it's the number one priority for, for so many different media companies. So, you know, being able to, um, shoot video, to be able to, um, edit video, to, to have a working understanding of how you do that across platforms. If you can shoot vertical video, um, I mean that alone uh, is going to put you in a, in a, another category because, you know, that's, it's a huge change in the industry of being able to create for, uh, the full mobile screen. Um, having, uh, for folks who, who are interested in, you know, big data or data science, um, you know, the research that drives social decisions, that drives marketing decisions, that drives product decisions. I mean, those are, those are, um, areas in the field that can help, um, you know, make or break a company. Um, and then finally, I mean, product, uh, the media world is, is craving more and more creative tech talent, um, who want to be a part of making media better. Um, whether that's, you know, how we deliver our product, um, you know, in an, in an app or on a, on a mobile web experience, or, I mean, essentially just, just making things easier internally. Um, those are those are really important areas that the media world needs more of, um, and so those are that's the kind of advice that I would give to um, you know up and coming graduates and those who are early in the field is you know figure out where your strengths are. Um, you know, if there are multiple areas, that's great, but really figure out where your your strengths and passions are, and really own in on that, and really focus on that, and and make it a mission to be as good as you possibly can in, in those specific areas because it's going to make you more marketable in the future. So build expertise in your strength areas. Keep on networking, and that involves listening to people, and keep upbeat no matter what because everybody has some downtime. So that kind of sums it up. I think you couldn't have said it better. Well, thanks so much for talking with me today. I am enjoying watching your career, and I can't wait to see the interesting things you're going to do in the future. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Today we've been talking with Ryan Lytle, a digital media specialist, about the rapid rise of his career in the world of social media. Today's career tip is that, for a thriving career, you need to keep up with technology. Wherever you work and whatever your age, your marketplace is constantly changing because the digital revolution is having an impact everywhere. So if you want to keep moving, you've got to keep learning about shifting technology. This podcast is produced by WOUB Public Media. Adam Rich is our audio engineer. I'm your host, Beverly Jones, author of Think like an entrepreneur, act like a CEO. Finally, if you have a comment or question or an idea for a great episode, I'd love to hear from you. Please email me at beverlyejones54 at gmail.com. Mm-hmm.